Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. back to another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. This is Cyrus. <coughs> Overlook me on a Saturday morning. Today is July 22nd. So I'm going to sort of half-ass do this show uh, from a really interesting topic this week. And some interesting news this week. Man, what a week. You know, as I bring my microphone closer. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this on the fly today. But it seems like week by week. Like, the news just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. So, what did we learn this week? Um, Well, we still have an incompetent guy in the White House. We still don't know whose cocaine that was, but by not telling us whose cocaine it is, we sort of know whose cocaine it is in the White House. Um, I did hear other reporters say, hey, you know, it's not uncommon for people to be Sneaking around and like trying to make some story like, hey, I did blow in the White House. You know, well, I guess the word blow in White House pretty much only applies to the Clinton administration. But, God, I mean, just people make excuses for the dumbest shit. Um, here's another really interesting piece of news. Anybody that's a country music fan, or whether you're not a country music fan, I'm not, not, I can't say I'm a big fan of like new country. Because it's all, like, all the songs, like, sound the same. So it's kind of pop. And I'm just really not into that. But um, Jason Aldean, I guess, got canceled by Country Music Television. Because of his video, like, Try That in a Small Town or whatever. I've Like, I watch clips of it online. Um, <clears throat> I don't see the problem. But, like, the fact that you have Country Music canceling uh one of their own you know and he's a very apparently he's a very popular guy so it's number one on itunes so they just canceled the most popular song in the country because they don't want the video to offend people and then of course you have these ass clowns uh who think they have these far left commies on the view i saw clips of this because don't think i watched that stupid show um where they were calling it racist and it had a lot of racial undertones. I, I didn't see it. I watched part of the video and watched some of the clips. I, I just didn't see that. And, of course, the singer comes out and says, you know, that had nothing to do whatsoever with race. People are just trying to find something to be offended about. And, it, you know, but if you watch, like, so apparently CMT went woke. And according to one of their own 
officials there at CMT that got interviewed, I think they referred to this. This was kind of like their Bud Light moment. They were trying to like please everybody and um, offended more people than they thought they would please. And, you know, the one guy, I think one of them said, um, you go woke, you go broke, and we're probably going to go broke. At least they admit it. They know. Um, another major artist actually went ahead and told them since they were going to be in the business of censorship um, to go ahead and pull his videos off too because he wanted nothing to do with them. And this was a big, now I forgot the name, but it was a big, big name in country music. And then everyone knows Blake Shelton. Well, Blake Shelton, I guess, had he was working on a $30 million project with CMT. And apparently he canceled it. He said that Jason Aldean was a friend of his and that what they were doing was absolutely wrong. Uh, and I guess he probably recognized that Bud Light moment that they're about to have. And he canceled the $30 million deal. And that's when this, when the uh, official there at CMT said, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yet. It could mean we lost out a huge opportunity, or it could mean we saved $30 million. We won't know for a while. But, you know, if history repeats itself, if go woke goes broke, it means we're probably going to go broke. But I don't know if you guys have noticed these country music award shows. I don't watch them any more than I watch any of the other award shows. But, like, they even had drag queens on there dancing around last time. It's like, that is far from, you know, a family-friendly country music award show that I'm used to seeing, you know, when I was younger, when I actually listened to a little bit more country. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I think the whole damn thing is ignorant, but um, I don't watch CMT anyway. Cause, so if it goes out of business, it goes out of business. I, I, you know, but I do feel bad for all the down industry people that work you know downstream that lose their jobs because some asshole made a dumb decision listen folks censorship is not cool in any way shape or form ever um i don't really advocate boycotts but you know i i, I don't really preach against them either so you know if you want to listen to music watch videos help yourself but uh yeah, just just know that these people, if they find them, they're gonna they're gonna go out of their way to find something else that's offensive in country music because they're always gonna try to paint small town, rural America as backwards, uneducated, and racist. That's just the way it is, um, and it's not gonna change anytime soon. So I guess we all just need to get used to it, or just like turn the channel. Hey, speaking of turning the channels, you can put it on the news, <laughs> but I learned. Learned something really interesting yesterday. Like this, you can't make this stuff up, man. Like everything that is good and wholesome is now considered bad. And everything that's bad is now considered good and wholesome. We officially live in that show, Stranger Things and the Upside Down. There was a whistleblower that came out from Fox News of all places. You know, where they all kind of like talk up the Bible and the Fox and Friends warning. And I, I don't watch a lot of Fox News either. So... I guess take this with a grain of salt. They apparently have some matching program. So that if you make a donation to a charity, they'll match those donations. And apparently Fox News didn't want people to know this, but they cut a check for thousands of dollars to the Satanic Temple. Yeah, they donated to the Satanic Temple. Uh, um, okay, man. <laughs> 
Uh, so I, I thought it was headquartered in New York, but I looked it up. It's actually headquartered in Salem, Mass. So I saw this going around on uh, on Twitter, and I actually saw people in the media, like independent media, I guess. Uh, one guy whose name I see everywhere. I can't, I'm not even going to say his name. I remember it now, but I'm not going to say his name because uh comes across as a bit of an asshole. Um, so anyway, I go I look up their website, and one of these people, the reason these people are um, so happy to, uh, well, actually, there's a lot of left-wing um, news, I, or places they were donating to, but, um, so this is places out of Salem, Mass, and I'm looking here for the, um, there's a, a thing here on the website that uh what they what they stand for um claims we assert uh anyway they're very very pro abortion um the satanic temple wins fight to have satanism recognized by Kentucky state government i'm just looking at headlines here on this stuff but anyway i guess the uh Um, the mission of, here it is the mission of the Satanic Temple, a religious organization, is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. The Satanic Temple has confronted hate groups, fought for the abolition of corporal punishment in public schools, and applied for equal equal representation when religious installations are placed. On public property, their symbol is the Baphomet, by the way, um, and of course they have the uh, pentagram with you know the the goat's head. Here's how you can bring Satan home. Here's how you can become a member. Here's how you can donate. You know, it's like it's the Satanic Temple, and they, of course they paint it up like they're you know a good group. But it's like, dude, what in the hell? Just for the optics alone, why would you even make a donation there? But anyway, let's talk a little bit about fascination with like media and culture and um, like Hollywood music specifically. All right, music specifically. So, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, I get this really interesting book about the dark side of rock and roll, these legends and curses. And I'm reading all this stuff about Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Well, get this. Um, if you are a Gen Xer, you remember like in the early 80s, uh, mid-80s, about this big controversy about backward basking on on uh, on music, right, and then the songs we like. So a lot of parents began to complain, this is like probably like in the late 70s, about these, you know, backwards messages. And I remember seeing like religious shows that would play some of this stuff backwards. And like, I think one Led Zeppelin song kept saying, oh, my sweet Satan, backwards. I think that was on Highway to, Stairway to Heaven. Anyway, whatever. But um, rock groups in the late '60s and '70s, they they, I guess they got all these different sets for their live music. It's very gothic. And uh, if you notice a lot of the album cover art, it looked like it come out of horror films from that era. Sometimes, um, Alice Cooper, anyone, uh, Black Sabbath. But when did all this like really start? So this book was really good to like show that. Um, one of the first groups who 
I guess, really captured a lot of headlines with the occult references and and uh, symbols was Black Sabbath. And Black Sabbath is fronted by one of my favorite rockers from the 80s, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, but a lot of people at first thought the group took its name from like a, I guess, witches gathering. When they said, in reality, they said they're, they took their name from a 1963 horror film that starred Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff, weird guy in real life, great horror films in the, back in the day. Um, but the song lyrics, I said, uh, hinted at occult references. and Some shows that, the, that they did live, and uh, they did in front of an upside-down cross. Uh, and that cross would explode into another satanic symbol at some point during the, during the uh, stage act. But anyway, throughout his career, this is dog Ozzy Osbourne for his entire life. Um, that uh, he follows, you know, the dark side. And, um, but to his credit, I guess he showed up on a lot of talk shows and and said that he's pretty much far from a, a Satanist and that his shows, uh, you know, only like it, the shows are there just for like theater, you know. Um, he said that the statement that the closet Black Sabbath uh, um, had uh, got to Black Magic was like, the, or the closest they got to Black Magic was um, in the open. But they opened this box of Black Magic chocolate. So they said they weren't really into that at all. And when people would say something like, um, that if Black Sabbath, the name, implied that, that their devotion to the occult, he would say, no, does the Rolling Stones, uh, they don't cause the avalanches, do they? But they named another Rolling Stone. But anyway, Black Sabbath has some really strange things that happened to them over the years. And so I thought I'd talk a little bit about that. It's just kind of fun stuff. But um, they had really strange supernatural stuff in their history. Uh, Geezer Butler, uh, who's the bass player, uh, he I guess he branded himself as the band's resident psychic, right? So he would have dreams of uh, precognition, and he would often have visions that would uh, a lot of times come true. He would tell the band about what he saw in his visions or his dreams, and then it would come true. So to better understand his own abilities, Geezer started researching the occult pretty heavily. So it was in the 70s, and Ozzy gave uh, Geezer this 400-year-old handwritten book on witchcraft and the occult. So after he received this you know, this antique book, strange things started happening at his house. So the first night he brought the book home, according to Geezer, uh, a black cat was said to have appeared in front of him and then just simply disappeared, which he thought was quite weird, but um, he was convinced that he just maybe had witnessed something like uh, an apparition. Okay, well, sometimes we think we see things and we don't. Um, but anyway, it kind of alarmed him a little bit, and so he started studying a little bit less on the occult. But during the making of the uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sa uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath album, uh, the band, they went and they stayed at this castle, this medieval castle, uh, to do some recording and to play a concert. Well, one night Ozzy fell asleep in one of the rooms, and a burning coal, I guess, popped out of the fireplace, and it started a fire in the room, and he woke up. This room was smoke-filled, and Anyway, he got out of there just in time to burn him alive. And the band, they left that castle shortly after that happened. 
Um, in the U.S., though, during the same period, there's rumors that surfaced in Ohio uh, about an Ohio rock group called Cheap Trick. We all know, used to love and, and know. Um, that led to its name, that they got their name by consulting a Ouija board. Right? So, anyway, Vincent Fernier was also, uh, he was a rocker at the time, was also said to have chosen the name Alice Cooper as a stage name after consulting with a Ouija board. But is that true? Right? So, these the kind of urban legends that state that Alice Cooper, aka, you know, his name, real name was. Um, Vincent Fernier. Um, anyway, but urgent legends say that he was in contact with a 17th century witch who was condemned and executed for witchcraft. And so after he'd become the father of Shock Rock at the time, I mean, he, he really was. He was really all that theater before uh, Kiss ever started doing it. Alice Cooper's performances would contain scenes of him being hanged and later beheaded upon a guillotine as the crowd just roared. You can find these old videos on YouTube. And the crowd just roared into this. Would that be the way that the witch died? Anyway, it was also during the same time, Flip Wilson, who was a comedian, he uh, coined a phrase that places all of our faults and failures upon the proper guilty party. He'd always say, hey, the devil made me do it. He would do that in his comedy acts and on TV. And in... 1966, this is where it gets weird, folks. 1966, Anton LaVey, a former assistant lion tamer with the Clyde Betty Circus, began his Church of Satan in San Francisco. Now, the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple are two different entities, but one and the same, I would think. Uh, I think it all just comes in the name, right? Uh, if you're going to throw Satan in your name, probably you're telling people you stand for certain things. Anyway, um, he chose the night of April 30th as the birth of, birth of his magic circle, right? So, symbolically, the night of April 30th um, is a witch's Sabbath that celebrates the spring equinox. And since the Sabbath is very close to, to Easter, that Sabbath is very close to Easter, it's rumored to be a night when all evil forces are at the height of their powers. Again, urban legend, is it? I don't know. I don't dabble in that stuff. But it is ironic that on April 30th, uh, that's also the, in history, that's also the date that Adolf Hitler committed suicide in his bunker back in 1945, I think. Um, somebody could fact check me on that. Perhaps it's only uh, appropriate that Hitler... Um, had a keen interest in the occult, and you can find all kinds of documentaries on that, died on the very night when demonic forces were to be given full sway, according to LaVey. But, um, you know, he, he, he proclaimed, this, this is weird too, is I, I'm just kind of pulling this up here to take a look at it. LaVey uh, proclaimed the year of the birth of his church as the age of fire and um, I guess this is Latin, Annus Satanus, the first year of the reign of Satan. The so-called Black Pope was born Howard Stanton LeVay on April 11th, 1930th in Chicago, Illinois. As Aleister Crowley was defined by his enemies, LeVay deci decided that he was going to define himself. Strangely enough, he was called the evilest man in the world. In contrast to Crowley, who people 
said was the wickedest man alive. Uh, much of LaVey's biography has now been discredited, and it would appear that his whole life has become an urban legend. Um, for instance, he died on October 29th, yet his death announcement was altered to give it the date of October 31st. So, um, yeah, this is uh, pretty interesting stuff. Oh, yeah, there's so many people that have been involved with this that have made these weird comments. Like Sammy Davis Jr. made a really weird comment back in uh, the 80s to Eddie Murphy, the first time Eddie Murphy met him, about Satan, right? But LeVay was a flamboyant leader who appealed to many of the entertainment figures in Hollywood. It's been rumored that Sammy Davis Jr., Keenan Wynn, Jane Mansfield, and Marilyn Monroe, and the singer Marilyn Manson were all linked at one time or another with LeVay. Some sources claim that LaVey was involved with Marilyn Monroe in her early years in Hollywood, but that has been discredited by those that were close to Monroe. Anton LaVey's teachings uh, detail a lifetime celebration of total excess. According to the Church of Satan's promotional literature, the Church of Satan is an eclectic body that traces its origin to many sources. Classical voodoo, the Hellfire Club of the 18th century. Actually, I did a show on the Hellfire Club Sometime back, you can, go, you can go Google that or find that if you go to Podbean uh, and look up the Gonzo Chronicles. Um, so he traced that back to the Hellfire Club, uh, the Ritual Magic of Aleister Crowley, and the Black Order of Germany in the 20s and 30s. It departs from its predecessors by um, its organization into a church and the openness of its magical endeavors. In 1969, LeVay released his teachings through the publication of the Satanic Bible, and said that there are nine Satanic statements. Kind of like the nine noble virtues in um, Odinism, or Viking lore, the nine noble virtues. Yeah, he stuck with the number nine. But, I mean, there's so many things. Um, here's what he says. We don't worship Satan, we worship ourselves, using the metaphorical representation are the qualities of Satan. Satan is a name used by Judeo-Christians for the force of individuality and pride within us. Um, there was actually, after Marilyn Monroe died, I think the next big blonde bombshell uh, was supposed to be um, Jane Mansfield. So she was going to be lauded by Hollywood to be the next big blonde bombshell. Um, but... So she was kind of groomed for that role to take over her place. But as she was making her way up the ladder, um, her lover at the time was an attorney named Sam Brody. He approached LeVay and informed the Black Pope that Jane would be leaving the church. She was actually a member. And that she would cut all ties with LeVay. Uh, Brody realized that linking Mansfield to Black magic and devil worship could very well destroy her now promising career. One photograph actually made its way into publication, showing Mansfield kneeling in front of a smiling ave, drinking from a chalice of what appeared to be some form of dark communion service. It also appears that LaVey was interested in a romantic relationship with Mansfield, and several of her friends remember Jane teasing him on the phone. The interest was obviously one-sided. You know, that was... Anyway, it went on to say that LaVey cursed Hollywood over this whole acclaim. And kicked off, like, and on the very day um, that uh, he cursed her and then cursed 
um, Brody, Sam Brody. And several months later, um, Brody was, uh, him and Mansfield driving into New Orleans and their car crashed. And, uh, I think they killed both. Um, Anton LaVey had unintentionally, I guess, he had ripped a photo up um, and on the, or a newspaper article up. And when he looked on the back of it, he'd ripped, uh, there's an article on the back that he didn't know was there that was about Mansfield. He'd ripped the picture of Mansfield and their head come off on that. And a lot of people said her head was, she was um, actually decapitated in the accident. So did he cause that? You know, he would say he would, he did, but, um, but anyway, you can't arrest somebody for putting a curse on them. So he kind of like owned up to it. It's uh, reported also, this is the weird thing. He was so pissed off at Hollywood uh, for trying to like be secretive about being parts of the church because there were a lot of members there. Um, he put a curse on the entire hippie movement of the 60s. Um, and this was in, uh, it was reported that on the night of August 9th, 1969, he performed a ritual that would bring the powers of darkness down upon what he referred to as the psychedelic vermin. Uh, was it another coincidence on the same very night? The Manson family murdered actress Sharon Tate and a small group of her, her guests and the Helter Skelter murders. Anyway, that actually brought the whole hippie movement crashing down, ironically. So did he really do that on that night? Who knows? He claims to have done it that night, and that's when it happened. Um, but, you know, um, for whatever reason, uh, it's just, uh, it, Hollywood has a fascination with this darkness. Here's something really interesting. Here's a coincidence. I don't know if it's a coincidence, but, um, one of the murders, Susan Atkins, who was part of the Manson family had once performed as a topless dancer in one of his, uh, one of LeVay's early uh, occult sideshows before he founded the Church of Satan. Um, he actually got a number of Hollywood film roles, by the way, uh, just from his no notoriety. Um, let's see. He, there was another filmmaker who was a fellow Satanist, Kenneth Anger, did in an uh, invocation of my demon brother. LeVay played the role of Satan in that. Uh see, what else was he in? Rosemary's Baby. Um, he was a technical consultant on that film. Um, let's see, Step Right Up, I'm Gonna Scare the Pants Off America, it was an autobiography by William Castle about him. So anyway, this guy was connected heavily to Hollywood. He died, I think, in 1997. But um, what the hell was the fascination with, uh, with, with music and Hollywood to the devil? I mean, I could think of some songs like off the top of my head if I wanted to do like a top ten. Um, the Eagles, Hotel California, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Um. Rock is all, David Bowie said this in Rolling Stone back in the mid-90s. Rock has always been the devil's music. You can't convince me that it isn't. Anyway, I love rock and roll, folks. I do. I'm a rocker. But, uh, you know, you can think off the top of our head a bunch of songs. Always about the devil. Um, 
Running with the Devil. One of my favorite Van Halen songs. Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil. Classic. Judas Priest, Devil's Child. Friend of the Devil by the Grateful Dead. Who can forget Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil? That's what they opened up with when I saw them back in the 90s on the Dr. Feelgood tour. By the way, that show sucked. Um, Metallica. On the, uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but it was Devil's Dance. I remember that. Iron Maiden, one of my favorite bands from the 80s. The Number of the Beast. Um, you know, even Avril Lavigne, like right before the pandemic, had one. Uh, I fell in love with the Devil, I think. <laughs> I think she had that. Um, for whatever reason, the devil is devilishly popular. But uh, I don't know, man. From cancel culture, old Lucifer, Mephistopheles, he's uh, he's well inside our culture, I guess. Old Beelzebub himself. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's I, I find it it's like kind of interesting. I know a lot of people have fun with the stuff in rock and roll and just kind of it's there just for fun. You know, but I don't know. Some people might be deadly serious about it. Ask Anton LaVey. Ask Jane Mansfield. Um, ask Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil. Did she do that song? Uh, Devil's Got a New Disguise. That was an Aerosmith song. Um, Man, I can't. Devil's haircut. I remember that by Beck. That was way. Man, that's. Yeah, Gen X here. One of my favorite 80s songs by NXS. The Devil Inside. Great song. Go Google that. Go, go YouTube that, folks. Enjoy it. It is Saturday. Don't let the devil get you down. I hope you're having a fun day. And uh, I don't know. That's some fun rock and roll information. I don't know. Share it with friends. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Also, go to cyrusalderwood.substack.com, and by God, go buy one of my books on Amazon. Yeah, Daddy needs to keep the lights on. <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. I'll be back with something weird as hell next time. Until then, see you on down the road. Cheers. <laughs>